Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Well, One, two, three. It's time for the postgame show with Shope and the Bulldog. So much for Miami. A week of praise and, I don't know, fear, maybe, among uh, NFL circles about just how good Tua and the Dolphins really were. Fear is fair. The Bills show up with a near-perfect performance, both sides, and rout the previously undefeated Dolphins 48 Two twenty. Were you scared? I was. Re- I, I was respectful of Miami offense and the way the game started. I thought we were going to have a forty-eight forty type game, uh, but as the game went on, whatever adjustments were made by McDermott in this defense, they just did a tremendous job uh, on the Dolphins. Um, and and really, that it's just a tr- what a tremendous afternoon. I, I want you know in no particular order. The fans ha- must have had a fantastic afternoon. Josh Allen, a fantastic afternoon. What a great afternoon for the head coach. There was a lot of heat, I think, uh, on him, a lot of attention on him. I don't know about heat is maybe the wrong word, but a lot of attention, a lot of focus. on He's the play caller now. He's in charge, and can he, can he slow this team down? And I think, you know, after, after the first quarter, <laughs> I didn't just slow him down. They flat out stopped him. Sacking them on fourth down tries, they 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 just dialed up the right stuff at the right time. Opportunistic, the defense on a day where your offense scored forty eight points and your quarterback looked again like an MVP candidate. Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I think he could be the favorite now. Yeah, I think the defense was the story of the day to me with just the, their ability to just not give Miami much at all in this game. I mean, Tua was the MVP favorite before today and you know Allen had a game where it was like remember me sort of and he he had that one uh reaction to his touchdown run Allen was superb so were the Bills Mike Schopen the Bulldog here Josh Allen is speaking now with the media last week doesn't matter what you're going to do next week it's all about um you know playing on on this Sunday at one o'clock and I thought our guys were you know very uh very locked in on details this week in, in terms of game plan specific things and just making sure we're having um a good presence in our locker room and you know, it speaks volumes to our leadership. But um, at the end of the day, it's one game. Um, we got to go to got to go to London next week, and that's what we'll focus on. Josh, eighty-four percent, three hundred and twenty yards, 
four eagles, no bogeys. Just care to talk about how you and Dorsey was able to put together a great game for man today. That was good. Um, yeah, I mean, Dorsey had a, a heck of a game plan, um, and our guys went out there and, and did it, you know. And um, Stefan Diggs, you know, taking a, a stop route essentially and making two guys miss and taking it 50, like, that's, that's huge for us. You know, we haven't had um, a whole bunch of that in, in the first couple of weeks, but getting some rack going, um, getting some, you know, Dalton and Gabe going, um, you know, I, th I still think we have more. You know, we, we're going to have to learn from a lot uh, from this tape and um, find ways to get better. Uh, but we left a lot out there, and uh, you know we're, we'll focus on correcting those things. That's, that's always the case, Josh, in, in a lot of respects. And I understand it's a week-to-week -week league, but after the opener against the Jets, now in successive games, do you have a sense of what you've been able to establish maybe as an offense? Yeah. Um, Kyle Allen, the least efficient runner in the league. <laughs> we like that. He's okay with it. He's not too happy about it, but we'll – We'll cheer them up. Um, no, I mean we're just we're finding ways to win football games. Um, I think we're we're incorporating the run game very well. Obviously, play action off of that. I think our guys are doing a good job of getting open and making plays. Our our, our line is giving def defensive fronts different looks. You know, we're moving those guys around, um, doing a good job with that. And so, you know, kudos to to Cromer and Dorsey for calling that. But again, our defense put us in some really good situations today. And you know, knowing that we have them on the other side of the football um, gives us a lot of confidence. Josh, you mentioned Ken, some of the formations he used earlier in the game. How impressed are you with the way the things he's cooking up for, for Dallas? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, you know, we had to continue to do that. And as, as time goes on and as film comes out and teams are going to start scheming for that, um, you know, it's every, every offensive coordinator to throw in wrinkles and find different ways to, to get, the guy, get our guys the ball. And um, it's my job to go out there and execute it and try to be an extension to him. And that's, that's all I'm trying to do. Josh, you said you still feel like there's room for this offense to grow. Coming off a game where you scored almost every drive, what do you see the ceiling of this team looking like as you move forward? Um, again, I, our, our thought process every time we touch the ball is to score. You know, and whether that be six or three, um, you know, no turnovers today, which is which is great. But I still think there's some things we can clean up. You know, and, and as good as it looked out there, um, film, it's never as bad. It's never as good as, as you think it's going to look. So a lot to learn from, and, and we'll get in there tomorrow and, and focus on cleaning th some things up and turn our focus to a really good Jacksonville team. Josh, what's it mean to have a, the defense play the way yours has, especially against the, you know, they were a leading scoring team in the league, 70 points last week, and really only, th only three touchdowns is actually pretty good against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an explosive group. Um, one of the ex most explosive groups I think you can – put on paper ever play in this league. So um, again, hats off to our guys for going out there and, and playing a heck of a game. I thought Coach McDermott did a good job of uh, you know, scheming things. Um, but we're going to see those guys again, you know, and they're going to they're going to give us our, our be their best shot, and we got to be ready for that. But we'll uh, we'll focus on that when it, when it comes. Obviously, the goal for Josh portray how deflating is that? Um, it, it it breaks my heart. It really does, and um, I'm not sure the extent of it. Um, but you never want to see your your teammates on the on the floor pounding their fists. You know, it, it just it sucks. He's worked his ass off to get back to playing the way we know Trey playing football, and um, truly it breaks my heart. Gosh, sorry to follow up with this, but you know you obviously try and evolve every off season. But how do you feel like your offense is evolving week to week? Um, you know, I, again, I think we're. 
we're doing a good job of running the football and making sure the runs that we put in are, are stuff that our offensive linemen and running backs are familiar with and, and comfortable with. Um, and again, just being being efficient when we when we call those runs and then the play action passes off of them. And I think, again, that's that's Dorsey, that's Cromer, that's Brady, that's everybody in that offensive staff room um, talking and communicating well and, and putting something out there for us. And then it's our guys going out there and executing. Josh Gabe has a touchdown catching three straight games. How important was it to get him into an early season? Yeah, um, you know, we don't want to just make him big play Gabe. You know, we got to still find ways to incorporate him in some of the this, this shorter stuff and, and save his legs because, you know, when he's got the ball in his hands, I think uh, good things typically happen. So we're going to find different ways to get him the ball, maybe something we can look into. Um, but yeah, he's, he's come up big for us um, time and time again, and, you know, we're going to need him going forward. You know the talk will basically be centered around, um, you know, you guys. So is there anything you want to say to all the naysayer and doubters who rent you guys off early in the season? No. No, thank you. There it is, Josh Allen. Boy, how about Jim Nance's rant on the CBS broadcast about uh, window closing. If, if I if, am I living in an alternate reality where like the Bills are constantly being criticized or something? I mean, they lost the Jet game, and since they have outscored their next three opponents by ninety, one twenty three to thirty three. I mean, all the naysayers are there really that many? Okay, well, I guess that's sort of what happens. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, forty eight twenty Bills. We have Sean McDermott still to come. And I would expect his news conference to sound very much like Josh Allen's, which is to say, I'd expect a lot of, you know, we got work to do. We weren't actually that good. Um, you know, we'll fix what's broken, these kinds of things. Got a big game in London next week. We're just going to keep uh, our focus. His news conference will be brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown Auto. Dot com. Let's do the stats. The Skyworks stats of the game. All right. Skyworks equipment rental, building America from the ground up. Josh Allen with a spectacular performance. As many touchdown passes as he had incompletions. He's 21-25 on the day. 320 yards, those four touchdowns. He was sacked twice. Also added in a rushing touchdown as well. Receiving-wise, Stefan Diggs again at the top of the charts. Six receptions, 120 yards, three touchdowns highlighted by the 55-yarder you heard Allen mention during his appearance with the media. Gabe Davis caught a touchdown pass as well, three for 61. James Cook only one reception for 48 yards. Dalton Kincaid, four <laughs> for 27. Uh, on the ground, Latavius Murray, four carries for 32 yards. Cook, 12 for 29. Tough average there. Damian Harris, 4 for 20. Allen, 4 for 17. On the Dolphin side, Tua Tagovailoa, 25 of 35 for 262. A touchdown, excuse me, that 282 maybe? I'm reading that wrong. 282. Uh, a touchdown and an interception. Tyreek Hill, 3 for 58. Braxton Berrios catches the lone touchdown reception. He had six catches on the day for 43 yards in that score. Jalen Waddle, 4 for 46. Devin Achan, 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 sorry, 
Well, he keeps changing it. It shouldn't have been that hard. Uh, H-Han. Eight for 101, two touchdowns. So he got it. He, he's the one guy that kind of picked up right where he left off he got there. last week. He got there. Eight for 101 and two. And that's really it. Mostert was bottled up seven for nine uh, on the day. The Dolphins end up with 142 on the ground thanks to H-Han's big day and the one big long one. But uh, really a respectable job uh, on, the, on the run defense and just overall – Borderline spectacular by this Bills defense today. Two fumbles as well for uh, Mostert, one lost. I thought, you know, Tua, it's been this excellent way of getting the ball out fast but down the field. And you had a couple of plays on that first drive where you could see what, you know, what people were talking about when it came to that. But he was high in this game, I thought, kind of consistently. He got away with the tipped pass that, Bernard got his hand on. I think it was Bernard that yes. ended up being caught by Waddle on that first drive. I mean, that was lucky. And then he was kind of late. I mean, hesitant. And he had so, another one that Trey White, before he got hurt, really should have had. That's right. That's right. So, um, not a great day for him. I mean, we went into this game. Are the Dolphins better than the Bills? Maybe even, like, decidedly better? To win here would have been huge in the standings and really would have made quite a statement but it uh, definitely <laughs> went completely the other way. And I think you might have missed your best chance to get the Bills at plus money uh, in the division or even even more. All right, we have phone lines open at 803-0550. We'll look for your calls. We've got Sean McDermott still to come as well. 48-20, to 20, Buffalo over Miami. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Two receivers to the right, digs by himself on the left side. Here's the snap, takes the handoff to Murray, throws in the end zone. It's a trifecta for Stephon Diggs. A 13-yard touchdown reception. Can you dig it? That is touchdown pass number four on the day for Josh Allen. Three of those, as you heard Chris Brown say on the call to Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis caught the other one. Eye on the quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Stefan Diggs entered today's game with the same number of touchdown catches for the Bills he had for Minnesota, 30. And so that number is now 33 from this game. He also had only two fewer receptions. I just went to look to see... Like, what what the breakdown is? Like, is he past his Minnesota years yet? And it's funny. Like, he had the same number of touchdowns, two fewer catches before today for the Bills than for the Vikings, and 160 yards or thereabouts. So he clears that number in catches. He clears it in touchdowns, just a little bit short in yards. But, uh, you know, next week probably. Six for 120 and three. How close are the games played for each team? Uh, yes, he is. Ap- after today, including today, he's played 17 fewer games for the Bills okay. than he did for Minnesota. I say did because I'm I'm ruling out the possibility that he'll end up playing for them again. But you know, you never know in sports. You never know. He had a huge game. So did everybody. The thing though that we saw with Trey White really does, you know, it it you're crushed for him. It did look bad. It does sound bad, but we don't know for sure. And Bulldog, I mean, no uh, Trey White, maybe, or or probably. We'll see. Uh, Jordan Poyer, of course, missed this game. Christian Benford got hurt, went back in. Micah Hyde was in the blue tent, went back in. 
Taron Johnson may be a cramp, but there's a nervous moment or two there as he's down on the field. I mean, um, they're a little bit thin there. I thought when even though they're, the Bills were way ahead, three, four touchdowns ahead, that it could become a problem how many guys were missing in the secondary. And it, it did not today, but it's an issue uh, going forward here. I thought if you get too thin there, and really they were right up, they were right up at thin. Uh, obviously, it wasn't too thin, but that that Miami offense can score in a hurry. And yeah, I got a little, I got, I got a little queasy there, but they stabilized and everything was fine. Well, Kyer Elam, yep. uh, you know, it's nice to have a number one draft pick that hasn't been given a uniform all year long. Uh, I would imagine he is pressed into duty uh, at this point, whether he'll get right in the lineup or not. But I'm assuming the days of him not getting dressed for games are going to be over if indeed White misses time and. There's almost no question he's going to miss some time. The question is whether it's going to be all the time this year. If it's an Achilles injury, a tear, then that certainly is the end of the season for him. We are still waiting for Sean McDermott, and when he hits the podium, we will jump right to him. Before that, let's get the first response from the fans, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, first and faster to any size disaster. Visit Team Luzzy. Dot com. Here is Tim with us. Hi, Tim. Hey, how you doing? I hope you guys had a good afternoon. Victory Sunday. I um, I just want to really commend McDermott because I was not uh, a fan of this move. I thought that Leslie Frazier was being scapegoated. And so I got I to gotta kind of eat that and own that. I thought he was being scapegoated. And I see, obviously not, perhaps, with all due respect to Frazier, perhaps he was holding us back. And I said that with all due respect because I don't know that. But what I, what I do know is this is our third straight dominant victory and our fourth straight defensive dominant performance. Because keep in mind, we held the Jets to pretty much 16 points. The final score was a, was a uh, punt return. But if you look at what this Bills defense has been has done from the word go, they just they, I mean, this game against Miami, I just knew it was going to be. And I put on Facebook, this is a heavyweight title fight. We're just going to keep trading blows with Miami. And if you notice, the turning point was when, this, when the Dolphins got behind the six. I think it was like a first and 15, and it escalated to like a third and long. When the Bills got the ball back, we scored, and we just never looked back. We just took something from Miami as it relates to the pressure on two of the interceptions. It was just a dominant, hard-working, blue-collar performance because they've written us off. The Dolphins are, you know, the sexy team that they picked, the sexy offense, and the Bills came with a blue-collar lunch pail yeah. Dominant performance. I oh. think it's awesome. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not a big deal. But I'm curious about the phrasing on Frazier being scapegoated. He chose to leave. I believe that. Um, so it's not like he got disposed of and blamed for anything. He wanted to leave. McDermott made what, what at the time seemed like a very bold choice to a lot of us to take it on himself to become the coordinator and the play caller. And as I said at the, the outset of this postgame show, Today's a great day for him. I mean, I, I don't know how much he was harboring any kind of desire to kind of like slow down this Miami hype train and validate his choice that I just alluded to that was, you know, kind of a curious decision. Um, but, man, he gets full marks today because they did, a, you know, they did a fantastic job. I, I mean, Miami got their yards, but big moments in the game, fourth downs, they, they just did a great job of taking away what they wanted to do and confusing Tua into a couple of mistakes, and just really it was a great day for Sean McDermott. 
he got another speech from the visiting coach. Uh, second second time in two home games, the visiting coach, who by the way both have McDaniel in their last name, grabbed McDermott at, at the at midfield or wherever, and just you know he seemed to go on. I'm sure. I, I mean, I would assume it's probably all positive. Uh, I thought that two weeks ago too, but you know they're just they're, they're really these coaches really want to talk to Sean McDermott after these games. Uh, so yes, I echo what you said. He definitely is one of the stars of this one, and that's interesting because as we talked about a lot in the off season. That kind of result, just uh, just out here, was not going to be easy for him this year because, like the Frazier leaving and even Edmonds leaving, you know, it's Allen is the guy who gets he's in he's at the top of the MVP charts, whereas McDermott is not in Coach of the Year, and fans are just ready to see what this team will do in the playoffs, right? Like that's kind of the only sort of season that represents progress is to go to the Super Bowl at this point. So not a not an easy bar to clear. Let's go to Phil next. Hi, Phil. Hey, guys. Uh, what a day. What a day. Um, yep. I, I just wanted to comment on the beautiful littoral environment that we live in here by the league. Provided us with an October 1st game that had the best weather that we have had this season. And I also wanted to say, like, tuna fish sandwich, Tonga Vailoa, get out of here. Off. Okay, that's that's cool. Whatever. Thanks, Phil. I want to, you know, maybe you think that's funny. Uh, let's go to Jack next. Hi, Jack. First time, long time. Jack. No. Uh, okay. Matt, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go. Show fully. Oh, my God. First time, long time. Great call by Brownie today. I have four kids. Today was probably the third best day of my life watching these <laughs> Dolphin fans walk down the road into one Bills drive and watching them walk home with their tails between their legs. But, hey, listen, here's what matters. Tyler Bass, I would say top two kickers in the league, and that's including punters. I don't know. How, how can you argue that? What I'm going to do, guys, listen, I love them. I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, glad you had a good day. I like before he said the thing about Tyler Bass. Here's what's important, he said before that. Right. Here's what's important. Right. Four kids and third best day of his life? Was that okay? That's a a lot. Sure. Yeah. I guess I could, I guess I can respect it. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, let's take a break. We're still, still waiting on McDermott. We'll have his press conference as soon as it goes. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. 48-20 Bills over the Dolphins. This is Buffalo Bills football. Another dominating victory for the Buffalo Bills as they take down division rival the Miami Dolphins 48-20. Quarterback Josh Allen with 320 yards through the air, five total touchdowns, four of those were passing, and Stephon Diggs, he led the way for Bills receivers with six catches, 120 yards, and three touchdowns. However, a huge potential blow for the Bills' defense as all-pro cornerback Tredavious White did leave the game on a cart with what was later being reported by the team as an Achilles injury he did not return. Next up for the Bills, they will travel overseas and to London to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 9.30 a.m. kickoff next Sunday. 
Some other scores in the 1 o'clock window. The Broncos get their first win, 31-28, in a 21-point comeback over the Bears, as do the Vikings. They get their first win as they take down Carolina, 21-13. The Bengals, they fall to 1-3 and after a blowout loss to the Titans, 27-3. The Ravens took down a Deshaun Watson-Les Browns, 28-3, and two games went to overtime. The Rams hang on against the Colts, 29-23, and the Eagles took down Washington, 34-31. Over to the 4 o'clock window, Vegas and the Chargers, they are deadlocked at 7 in the second, as are the Cowboys and the Patriots. That game, however, is deadlocked at 3, and San Francisco leads Arizona 7 to nothing. Both those games are still in the first. And the sports update is brought to you by Independent Health, Well Beyond Insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Now, a look at traffic with Neil McManus. Well, taking a look at how things are going right now, seems like uh, maybe a few people are enjoying the victory and hanging out, firing up the grill one more time for the afternoon. Uh, as you can imagine, of course, a slow go all around the stadium. Uh, Big Trees, Abbott, Southwestern, all slow go at this point. Uh, if you're heading uh, up Brompton, you're going to run into traffic uh, from Southwestern as you come up to McKinley. McKinley, not too bad. You'll hit a slowdown around Mile Strip uh, once you get past uh, that intersection. Uh, you should be good to go northbound. Same for South Park Avenue. Uh, very easy go of it on that roadway as, long, as well as uh, Route 5 at this time. The 219 northbound starting to see uh, increased volume at this time, uh, but uh, not too bad. Very heavy congestion right, right around Mile Strip, but things start to open up uh, as you approach the 90. Uh, the 90 right now... Uh, uh, eastbound uh, seeing some delays but but not too bad you're, you're moving fairly well a little bit under speed in wben traffic command i'm neil mcmanus traffic being brought to you by sullivan's brewing from ireland to buffalo the best ales in the world to the right cook the lone setback play action pass as time, throws to the left sideline, complete to Diggs, but there's a flag trying to spin away from the tacklers, and he does! 35-30, 25-20, headed to the end zone! Touchdown, Stephon Diggs! That's our electric play of the game. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, 55 yards, the second of three touchdown receptions on the day for Diggs. Electric play of the game brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for electrifying performance. Check out their lineup of EVs at townauto.com. That touchdown was fun. I liked. I thought the first one he scored was pretty neat, too. Almost like he's calling an audible in the middle of the play. Diggs coming across the middle, and he puts his left hand up toward the, you know, the goal line mm-hmm. and sort of waves to Allen, I'm going this way. And Allen just immediately had his eyes on him, apparently, and threw the ball to him. And he sort of walks in there. Pretty good. Yep. Digs a huge game. The Bills beat Miami 48-20. to It's the fourth largest margin of victory for the Bills over the Dolphins in their history. And three of the top four now in that category are in the last two years. Two times in 2021 and then this game today to win by 28. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We have not heard from Sean McDermott yet, so that is still to come. Let's take a call or two more, as many as we can here. 803-0550 is the number. Let's go to Aiden next. Hi, Aiden. Hey, how you doing? Um, I just want to say this is our uh, first time, long time. And then I just want to know, um, how do you think your rank is on Sean McDermott's wins? Like, I know it was a great defensive performance and scored a lot of offensive points. And 
you know, we've had to do that to get the Chiefs, but I just want to think what you guys think about mm-hmm. how many, uh, how the ranks in his wins. Well, I mean, I, I would say he's, I mean, he's had <laughs> wild success here as the Bills head coach, but I feel like the build up to this game uh, was unlike anything that we've experienced with him as their head coach. Not to say he's been under, you know, under fire or anything, but the defense needed, I think, validation. And he, maybe as the one running the defense, um, I think the fan base wanted to see, like, you know, Mike, the way you put it on Friday many times was, what, what advantage do I have having this coach, right? And today was a day where there was a lot of focus on him and how they would handle this high-flying Miami defense. It, it, it has to be one of his hallmark victories so far, even though it's not a playoff game and it's only October 1st. Yeah, it looked like, I'd put it like this, it looked like a game that, you know, coming up to it, that this is why you want to have him as your head coach. We sort of have wondered, I think, collectively in the fan base, if, you know, you wouldn't, you see other teams like the Chiefs, you wouldn't be better off with your head coach being an offensive-minded guy. And, you know, if you, we saw it with Brian Dable, you get to the point as the Bills where your offense is outstanding and the coordinator gets poached and goes to become a head coach. It always happens. So what is my advantage instead having McDermott? And it almost felt to me like saying all that, laying that out, put too much on him for this game because the Dolphins had been so outstanding. Like, it, it wouldn't have been fair to think, well, if you can't stop Miami, then I guess, you know. Right. God help you or whatever. Like, that seemed like a really tough ask for McDermott. And they did great. I thought Tua looked like he wasn't sure where to go for a guy that was just getting the ball out so fast. You had pressure on him. I wonder if the film will show that the Bills did a, like, relatively speaking, left the middle of the field more open. Like, Oliver made a play way over here on the sideline. Right before he got hurt, actually, kind of as the Dolphins were driving. And it it occurred to me, like, they're moving hard laterally. And I wonder just what that might have looked like in the middle. I know Tony Romo said that the Dolphins should just should run the ball, basically. Like, they're good at it. And maybe you get, like, an HN through the the line and look out. Like, he's he's dangerous. But, you know, they did some of that. Maybe um, should have done more. I don't know. But... Wonder what the the game plan you know really was, and just uh, what was different about the Bills here in this game defensively as the Dolphins saw it. Yeah, uh, a tremendous job by McDermott in the defense, and like, look, <laughs> it gets made a little bit easier when your offense is humming the way that offense hummed today. Like that, that it almost feels like a day where whatever you're talking about in a moment, whether you're talking about a focus on the defense. You're you're neglecting how spectacular Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey and this offense was today. And then if you focus too much on the offense, you're going to be slighting the defense. But they were in front, all never behind anyway. I mean, Miami went blow for blow with them early, um, but the offense was cooking and put them in a position to be able to maybe not have to worry in the middle of the game anyway that much about Miami running the ball. And that helps a lot, I would think, in trying to handle all their misdirection and all that speed that they have. Uh, I'm just going a long way to say like they, they, they 
they got spectacular play out of both sides of the ball today. Uh, I mean, Allen had an MVP caliber day, and I, I feel like all I really want to do is talk about McDermott and the defense because Miami was so much a story coming into this game with their explosive offense. Um, and so I, I guess I'm admitting I have a little conflict going on in my brain every time I'm talking because everything was great today. It was. Here's Adam next. Hi, Adam. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Can you uh, hear me? Hi. Yes. Yeah, we got you. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Apologies. I'm in the hills of Kentucky, so I might cut out. But uh, I tell you what, the offense did what we knew the Bills' offense could do. And I don't know what McDermott did, but it seemed like halfway through the second quarter, the defense stopped figuring out, you know, to hell with the window dressing. Key on your keys, and we will shut them down. And sure enough, that's what happened. They stopped buying the motion, shifting everywhere. Everybody knew who they had, and all of a sudden Miami had problems. Right. Thanks, Adam. That's something I know, I know Sal Capaccio was talking about, having talked to players this week and coaches, just sort of that extra focus maybe – attention on just like exactly knowing your responsibility on a given play because they're messing with you, <laughs> the Dolphins, with all that uh, that motion. Before we get back to calls, let's and we want everybody on we want everybody along the network to uh, to go along with us here as we take 10 seconds here on the Bills Radio Network for station identification. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back with you. 48-20. The Bills over the Dolphins. 3-1 and one now, as are the Dolphins. And the Bills' next game next Sunday is in London against Jacksonville, which won there today in a game against Atlanta. Uh, another interesting day in the NFL, of course. I mean, just Baltimore big over Cleveland. Pittsburgh gets smashed in Houston 30-6, to uh, that score. Rest of the AFC East, the Patriots are playing now, down 10-3 in the first quarter at Dallas. A C.D. Lamb touchdown, and the Jets host the Chiefs tonight. Let's go to the phones again. We have Cole with us. Hi, Cole. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call, guys. Thank you for calling. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I'm just calling in because I just want to Sorry, man. We can't hear you. Uh, let's go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hey, it's Nicole from Alden. First time, long time. Uh, with all the great defensive and offensive plays today, do you think it's too early to start talking about Super Bowl favorites? Uh, well, we, we talk all the time. So it's never too early for us to talk about things like that. No. Uh, so I will say in terms of us as professional talkers, no. Are they the Super Bowl favorites? They haven't been. They're up there. What, fourth or fifth? You might not see Cincinnati on any kind of list like this. I left them out before for some reason when talking about interesting developments in the league today. Um, what? I mean, they is, is this Bills team capable of it? Yes, it has been. So that's not uh, – that's nothing new. Yeah. I, I don't remember now if Miami was ahead of them, were ahead of them in the Super Bowl odds, but if they were, I would predict that that's something that changes this week after getting trounced the way they did here. Miami was the division favorite, at least. I don't know what the Super Bowl odds looked like in terms of the Dolphins, but they had become the division favorite, and that will switch back. All right, let's go to Bill next. Hi, Bill. 
you guys doing? I, I love your show. You guys are very informative. And I found something out today. I'm 67 years old. I'm with my son and my grandson. We're season ticket holders. I've been in for 50 years, and I finally found out today. B- Bill, perfect quarterback. I- I'm what? really, I'm really sorry. Sean McDermott is up, so we're going to go to that. Out that loud, uh, my, in my career in the NFL, and, uh, and there were times when you couldn't even, we couldn't even communicate with the, the middle linebacker out there. And I'm sure you know Doris had the same issue with Josh. But um, amazing, amazing environment. Um, really proud of the players. Really proud of the staff. Um, I know people may want to say about game plan this, game plan that. The players did a phenomenal job, man. At the end of the day, the players um, executed at a very, very high level, and, and it came down to fundamentals. And I'm really proud of the way that they played, complementary-wise, um, and effort-wise as well. So, um, with that, I'll turn it over to you for your questions. Coach, uh, you always talk about this game is one up front. Just care to talk about the O line, D line in the trenches today? Yeah, yeah, that's where the game starts, and we talk we talk about that quite a bit. And you can never take that for granted, never. Um, our O-line and our D-line, um, Coach Cromer, Coach Washington, Coach Gund, um, Coach West, they do a phenomenal job every week, and it's, it's a weekly deal, right? So that's where it's got to start. John, not to take away from the win, but there was a lot of emotion uh, with all the guys that have come through here. And on the sideline, you saw yourself go out and talk with Trey. I, not that you, not to ask for a specific update on the injury itself, but if it is as serious as it maybe it appeared, just how tough is that for him knowing what he's been through? Yeah, um, they're obviously still evaluating. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot. And um, sometimes you wonder, right, um, why things like that happen twice, you know, you know, to, to someone, I'm not saying what it is, what it is. I'm just saying, like, um, you know, you just you just wonder why, um, because you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back, and um, yeah, you know, I just I know he's a man of faith, and I know how strong he is, and um, you know, he, he will he will rebound. He was your first player that you selected during your tenure. Um, how much of a reflection is that for you as close as you, you've been to him over the years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he personifies what it is to be a Buffalo Bill. Um, his family is tremendous. Um, and he, he works as hard as anybody I've ever been around. And, and I love him. I mean, to see him on that field, the way he was hurting, um, is, is hard. It's hard to watch. But I'm so proud of uh, the team and the way they rallied around him. And I know, like I said earlier, I know that he will rebound. He's just, he's too tough. Hey, Sean, how impressed are you with Ken and staff this week? Put guys in position to execute some of those matchups. Yeah, um, you know, phenomenal job. And like I told the team that the defense was reeling early. We we couldn't stop them early through through the first two drives, and and the offense our offense was rolling. Um, so they held serve while we can kind of get our our way about us, and and um, and that was just that was just as important as anything. But that you can go put up uh, forty eight points that doesn't happen um, real easily. So that's a good defense. Coach Fangio um, is a great defensive coordinator, and. Um, real proud of the way the offense, offense play. They were, they were top top shelf today and, and taking care of the ball as well. Dane coming in when Christian went out. How did you think he performed when he had that opportunity? 
Yeah, uh, we had a couple of those instances, at least on defense. I'm not sure if we had some on offense also, but we were, you know, next man up uh, type of deal. And I thought that was important because the backups at those said positions were ready to go. And that's, you don't take that for granted either. They got to be physically ready, mentally ready to step in and, and, uh, and do their 111th. And those guys did it. Uh, as you alluded to a couple of the questions ago, that you kind of settled down defensively. I think three straight stops at the end of the half there or whatever, and that kind of swung momentum and changed a little bit of the complexion of the game yeah. at, at that time. What was it that you were able to either diagnose as, as the guy who calls this thing or what were, that the players were able to execute? Micah mentioned looking at their pre-snap stuff and some of the motion and maybe kind of getting a better read on it. Yeah, I just think uh, um, the players just settled in. You know, I didn't call anything differently um, overall. The guys just did a, a really good job of, of just settling down catching their breath a little bit. Um, it's a fast offense, and they do a lot of motion, motioning and um, movement, right? And so I think it's, it's hard to simulate that in practice. And so I think when it first started on us, it, was, it, was, it had us on our heels a little bit, even from a fundamental standpoint. Um, but they stuck with the process, stayed resilient, and then, um, again, we played complimentary football uh, really throughout the entire, the entire afternoon. Charles said that he had even trouble hearing you, you know, in the, in the middle line. You talk about his communication. What about you, to you, from you to him? Was that challenging for you at times? Yeah, there was times. I mean, there was probably honestly forty percent, which is unreal. How, in terms of a high number, forty percent of the calls he was not getting from me. He he was getting um, via the hand signals. So. Once again, Josh and Steph made some unbelievable plays. Yeah. Like, just is does that ever make you wonder, like, what can't these two do when they're out there? When you see how they're performing, like they did today. Yeah, fun to watch. I mean, I don't get a chance to watch as much as I would like to, um, but big time players play, have big time games or in these type settings, right? So, complimentary football is important. Like that's it's a team win. But your star players have to play at star levels in these games. Uh, and that's a weekly thing. And those guys played at that level this afternoon. Josh had a perfect passer rating the first time in his career. Five touchdowns tied a career high. You know, I know you say it's a week to week thing, but he is he's had a lot of success against that opponent. Do you what do you think it is about is it because it's a division game that brings out the best in him, or just how does he connect, kind of find that level of performance? Well, I mean, you know, you'd want to, the first reaction as well, the, the scheme, but the, they've changed defensive coordinators, right? So you can't, you can't say that. I just think that um, Josh's process, right, during the week, his preparation, um, the way he's maturing and developing and bringing the discipline, um, you know, that really, really impressed with what he's done, um, in particular the last three weeks. When you go into this without Jordan, you know, obviously a big spot for Taylor. Yeah got to watch the tape, but what do you make of what he was able to do out there? Yeah, um, you know, he's played before, right? He started at L.A. last year, and he's been a great addition. Uh, Brendan did a great job getting him signed, and, and um, you know, just uh, he was prepared. He, you know, he, again, I, I say this about a lot of the players, but um, Taylor's one of the first in, one of the last out every day, and whether he starts or, or he wasn't starting. And so it didn't change this week um, as it relates to his role. Uh, when it, in terms of like his process is the same every week, and and um, you know that's part of why he had the success he did today. Yeah, um, what, a, what an afternoon overall. Um, you just set the win aside for a second. Like we're saying, what nine months ago, um, you know this young man's in the situation he was in, and now he's back 
um, playing, you know, training camp in the spring, training camp preseason, and now a regular season game at an NFL level. Um, you know, just a surreal moment again to watch. I mean, the cameras, you guys were, the cameras were all flocking around. I made sure I st stayed over here. Um, but um, he deserves the attention he gets, and I love the fact that he makes it about the team uh, in so many ways. Coach, I know you always love having those Gatorades in the fourth quarter there, but, you know, just care to talk about how well Josh is managing the game the past three weeks. I mean, he found eight different targets, and he's been very efficient. Just care to talk about how he's been able to manage the game. Yeah. Um, again, I just think you know, when you're playing good team offense, um, you're not uh, any quarterback. It's not predetermining where they're going with the ball. Um, just spreading the ball around and taking what the defense gives you. Um, again, it's an unselfish approach, and um, everyone's involved. And so when you're doing that, everybody's getting getting their piece, right? And, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. Well, regardless of the size of the game, um, and I appreciate you asking that question, my faith is is my faith. It's the most important thing in my life. And, um, you know, I think that that's why I'm in this role is because God put me in this role for – he gave me a platform. So um, I'm extremely grateful. Well, less important than that question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, good luck following that question. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care about this question. <laughs> the, the front four in your defense, the front four getting pressure on the quarterback just with those four, yeah. how important is that being able to impact the game? Yeah, play? I mean, that's, you know, again, similar to the, to the offensive side of the ball. When you can control the line of scrimmage, um, it just makes the day a lot easier. Whether you're calling plays or, or you're playing around, you know, offensively, defensively, whatever. When you control the line of scrimmage, uh, the game, um, the game dictates. And uh, and so that was that was apparent today. You know, I thought our defensive line, once we settled down, did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage and then offensively as well. It's probably not like this for you and your coaching staff, but Daquan Jones kind of flies under the radar when people talk about the defensive line, but he plays. I mean, he makes a lot of plays that yeah. are pretty loud. Yeah. No, I mean, um, he just he comes to work every day. He brings his lunch pail to work. And, um, you know, we noticed him in free agency uh, when he was in Carolina. And, um, you know, you, as you said, um, there are factors, right? Everyone wants to talk about the stars, the Joshes, the, the, the Stephs. Um, but there are a lot of guys that factor every week. Um, that go under the radar, and he's one of them. Coach Neal can put a long field, and you've got the crazy people in the end zone yelling into his yeah. ear. Like, it made, you saw it make a difference today. I mean, penalties, long down and distance, yeah. now you got it. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you couldn't, I couldn't, TB couldn't hear me. Um, it was, like I told you, I've been in the league a long time, and as loud as a, of a crowd as I've ever heard in, in my time in the NFL and, um, you know, playoff games, whatever it's been, it's that was as loud as it, it gets, man, because I don't know how in our in our world it could get any louder. It sounded like jet engines out there. It really did. I mean, it was it was deafening. Sean, you've got a different week ahead of you here with players going through this new experience. What kind of challenges is that? Yeah, I, well, it'll be uh, – we got to be on, you know, on the same page, and a lot of collaborations gone into it behind the scenes. And I think, 
you know, the staff has done a phenomenal job. I'm not talking about myself or the coaches. I'm talking about, like, the support staff operationally, business side, um, have done a great job behind the scenes, A, working behind the scenes to keep the players focused on this week. Um, and now it's time to, to get everybody up to speed on what's happening, when, and where we're going. And um, this will be my first time uh, going over there as well, so it'll be experience for me. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do, so we got to make sure – um, we reset tomorrow and um, and get ourselves ready to go. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Sean McDermott and the Bills, forty-eight to twenty over Miami. Bill, real quick. I know you waited through all that. You were talking, and we had to, you know, move on there. But want to make a point, real quick, please? Yeah. Yeah. Just real quickly. Um, I found out today from my grandson, who I who I go with, my son and my grandson that the perfect quarterback rating is 158.3, which is what Josh had today. Yet in his post-game news conference you guys had, he said he needs to go back and study the film and, and improve on many things. So I guess that just speaks to his commitment. And uh, even though I'm an old guy, I can learn something from listening and find out that the <laughs> perfect quarterback rating is 158.3. Of all numbers, right, Bill? Of all numbers. <laughs> Such an oddball number, right? Yeah. Right. I saw that Allen became the second player ever. Four touchdown passes, touchdown run, 300 yards, and that perfect rating. Aaron Rodgers did it once. I mean, in history. All right. We need uh, we need a, at least one break. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here on postgame coverage 48-20 Bills. Thanks for being with us. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills get a dominating victory over division rivals the Miami Dolphins 48-20. Bills quarterback Josh Allen with 320 yards passing, five total touchdowns, four of which were through the air. And Stephon Diggs, he led the way for Bills receivers, six catches, 120 yards, and three scores. However, a huge potential blow for the Bills defense as all-pro cornerback Tredavious White did leave the game on a cart. What would later be reported by the team as an Achilles injury, White did not return to the game. But for the Bills, next up they will travel overseas and to London to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars next Sunday with a 9.30 a.m. kickoff. Some other scores in the 1 o'clock window. The Broncos got their first win 31-28 in a 21-point comeback over the Chicago Bears. And the Vikings, they also got their first win. They take down Carolina 21-13. The Bengals have fallen to 1-3. They lose in a blowout to the Titans 27-3. The Ravens took down a Deshaun Watson-less Browns 28-3. And two games went to overtime. The Rams hand hang on against the Colts 29-23. And the Eagles, they took down Washington 34-31. Now we head over to the one or to the four o'clock window. Excuse me. The Chargers they are up on the Raiders, seventeen to seven. And Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams is questionable to return with a shoulder injury. Dallas is on top of the Patriots, eighteen to three. And the Forty ers they lead the Cardinals, fourteen to three. All three of those games are currently in the second quarter. This sports update is brought to you by Independent Health Well Beyond Insurance. Learn more at RedshirtTreatment.com. And now a look at traffic with Neil McManus. Well, everything's slow right now all around the stadium, as you can expect. Southwestern, Big Tree, and Abbott all bumper-to-bumper at this time. Brompton uh, from Southwestern over to McKinley, that's uh, that's very slow. Uh, same goes for California Drive uh, from Southwestern up to Milestrip. You're also seeing a slowdown on Milestrip right around McKinley, and that's going to uh, be with you all the way to the on-ramp to the 90 uh 
right there at Milestrip and McKinley. Uh, the 219 northbound, as you can imagine, jam-packed at this time, very slow, almost at a stop-and-go pace right as you approach that 90 eastbound interchange uh, you're well under speed on the 90 as well. Uh, until you get to the 400, things open up a little bit for you. You get a breather, but then it slows down again at that 190 interchange. If you're heading northbound into the city, the 190, uh, an easy go for you. Uh, can't Same cannot be said for Route 5 uh, heading westbound. Uh, Woodlawn, you're seeing uh, quite a bit of a slowdown right there along Route 5. South Park looks like your best bet right now if you're heading away from the stadium and uh, areas north. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Handoff fakes to Cook. It's a keeper by Allen and he's going to sail into the end zone. An 11-yard touchdown run on the quarterback keeper. Oh, the Bills running away now up 27. Josh Allen is our difference maker of the game today and a big blowout win over the Miami Dolphins. Difference maker of the game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Bills 3-1, and one. London next week to play the Jaguars. You might have noticed Sean McDermott in his uh, press conference, emotional, thinking about Trey White, whose injury is not official. Uh, the Bills told Tracy Wolfson during the broadcast that they were looking at an Achilles injury. Very possible the Bills will have to go the rest of the way without him. Uh, so definitely puts a damper on what was overall really a tremendous day for them. 803-0550 to call in. Here is Caleb with us. Hi, Caleb. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight? Fantastic, Caleb. Thank you. All right, guys, so I, you guys were just talking about Tredavious Wade. I don't know what your thoughts are on maybe a potential trade. I mean, PS2 is out there. The, the Broncos are not doing that well. But, you know, is there a mm. shot that maybe they make a trade for somebody like that? I mean, I wouldn't want to rule it out. Um, I think that the first guy to talk about, though, is Elam. And just they're going to need him now, I think. Yep. And if it's if it's so far gone that they end up just sort of passing him by and going to get someone else. I mean, that would say a lot. It says a lot that he hasn't been active uh, for a game yet. But now now the spotlight will be on Kyer Elam, the Bills' first-round pick last year, because they probably will, will really need him. Yeah. I, I, I think what the caller suggests is something that after a couple of weeks here, you've got – You've got almost the entire month of October, right? The trade deadline is after Halloween, if I remember correctly. I think I think November first. I think right. November first. So you've got you know you've got all these games. Um, maybe it won't. Maybe nothing will need to happen. Um, maybe after a game or two or three, they'll look at it and say what we have here isn't going to be enough. Um, so I wouldn't rule it out uh, at this point. But yes, Elam is absolutely the guy that should get a uniform if Trey White is going to miss any time, and it seems like he's definitely going to miss some, and it may be really significant um, with the way he reacted to that injury. So, yeah, Elam, you're up. Um, and I, I, I don't know that that means he goes in the starting lineup, but the fact that he hasn't been dressing 
would indicate that you're probably looking at Dane Jackson and Christian Benford as your starting boundary corners, uh, but he's going to have to dress. PS2, Patrick Sertan, the Broncos, uh, did win. It, it looked like they were going to get blown out by Chicago. Justin Fields had a great stat line today, too, but the Broncos come back from 28-7 and win that one. Here's Randy next. Hi, Randy. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, really hats off to Sean taking on more job duties this year. Uh, you know, maybe you could – I'm driving back with, you know, our group of – we're all season ticket holders for many years. Mm-hmm. You, you can settle something for us. You, you guys have access to information that maybe the average fan does not – uh, you know, next week, obviously, the game in London, and, and we remember going up to Toronto all those years for, you know, up to QEW to Toronto for those games. It, it, is this game next week, is this London, Ontario, or is this London, Europe, uh, overseas, this one? London, Spain, actually. But that is Europe. No, London, London England, of course. Uh, Mike is next. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just wondering is, if you guys have insight, obviously, with sale and stuff, if you're thinking that maybe Dorsey and Allen are starting to feel uh, their chemistry starting to come together, or is maybe Josh taking more of what uh, Dorsey's calling and maybe taking the short stuff when he needs to and not forcing it as much, just with his progression, I, I see good things coming, and I was wondering which way you guys think it might be. Oh, I don't really have a take on that. I mean, they've had a yeah. lot of good days. Yeah, I, I, it, it, the walking off point for the, the commentary would be that there was a problem to begin with. And I, and I don't know that there was. I mean, we, we're always going to be scrutinizing what the play caller on offense and defense does. But it's, it's more about, you know, run versus pass and this formation and that formation and why did you call that play on second and long and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it, that, that is a cottage industry in covering the NFL. Um, but I don't know that anything has changed between Dorsey and his quarterback. Uh, it was a tremendous day for the offense, needless to say. I mean, Allen has a perfect passer rating. He, you know, runs for a touchdown, throws four more. And they looked really – and they even ran the ball well effectively early on uh, in this game. It, it just all was working. The different formations, all the different things – so um, I I think they you know full speed ahead. Um, they, they did a great job today on both sides of the ball managing the game, which is presented by the financial guys. Western mm. one stop financial shop. Wow! Bang! Wow, everybody! <laughs> um, McDermott gets the, the accolades. I mean, stopping Miami like that from a coaching standpoint, but Dorsey too. I mean, that was just like really, really click. Just everything clicking and not just too short you know they were able to get the ball down the field guys open just just what you want 48 to 20 doesn't that sound like the score of a game where it was just what you want if you're on the winning side bills three and one london england next week for jacksonville 9 30 eastern kick back with more of post-game coverage after this mike show and the bulldog this is the buffalo bills radio network The Bills blow out Miami 48-20. to They have outscored their last three opponents by 90 since that Jet game. 90. 123-33 to I have. Just did that, you know, kind of in my head, so I hope it's right. I don't trust myself like I used to. 
still, it's a lot. Next up, Jacksonville next Sunday morning. Have a take on Jacksonville? Did you watch any of that game? I watched some of it. Mostly what my my takeaway from the game was what are the Falcons doing? Uh, oh. I mean, just atrocious. Uh, just they're 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 a mess. Um, you know, workmanlike deal by Jacksonville. They didn't clobber them, but they you know they had the game in a headlock almost all all morning. Right. Yep. Same. Um, Ridley an early touchdown. Kirk had a big day. Etn. Everything seems really tough for him. But uh, yeah, like you said, pretty comfortable win. Uh, next up is Casey. Hi, Casey. Casey, how you doing? Hi. Oh, yeah, so I guess my big thing is how hard people get against this team and the coach and the defense when they're not doing well, when they don't understand like it is a whole season. Whoa, okay. Thanks uh, for that. Here's Bobby with us. Hi, Bobby. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I can't think of a better way to uh, make our way back out to the airport to head out back to Orlando, then listen to you guys. Thanks, uh, that means real, a lot. You know, yeah, hey, and Coach, uh, you know, Coach touched on it. Sounded like a couple of jet engines in there. Prior to this game, the loudest stadium by far I'd ever been in was Arrowhead, and I'm thinking, man, if we finally met that level, and it was two things. It was loud, and it was sustained. The crowd was in it the entire game, and kudos, because it, it mattered. It, it really mattered. A lot of times they get loud, and then they found an opportunity to uh, kind of pull back a little bit. But it was amazing. Now, now were you guys at the game, or did no. you watch it on media? No, we were not oh, there. It was Well, I was not there. Was Bulldog, cool. were you there? Yeah. I was not there today, no. Yeah, you know, throughout the week, that's going to be one of the storylines. I'm telling you, it was fabulous. It was out. Andy. Well, and, we uh, yeah. Thanks, Bobby. We we're not there today, but we've been out there many, many times and know what you mean, what it feels like and sounds like and is. You know, you think about how it can just give the Bills an advantage. So no, there's no reason to question. I, I have no reason to question. No one should. Uh, just like whether today was sort of an elite day in that department. I mean, this game was kind of like a perfect hype game. I mean, just. The rivalry besides, but also what the Dolphins were doing and, you know, here they come having lost here in the playoffs to find out what they are against the Bills, and they did find out. So, really, this game had everything. Yeah, and really the way it went, I I, I mean, I, I'm not going to try to break down uh, the, the cocktail that adds up to the fans staying invested in it from a, from a volume standpoint, but... The Bills gave them no reason to ever really unplug. I mean, early in the game, it looks like Miami's going to trade haymakers with you, and so okay, this is going to be a track meet, and we're you know we're, we're going to stay on it. That that's you know there's no no reason to get dejected about that because um, it kind of was what you expected. I would think going out there today was that it would be you know a tough game and a hard fought game. Uh, whoever's going to end up winning it. Uh, but the Bills sort of took over. Like the, the the Miami never had a chance to really shut everybody up, um, and I, that's to the Bills' credit. I mean, you know, and, and the fans. But it was a it was kind of a perfect day in that way. Right on. Thanks, Bobby. Have a nice flight home. Let's go to Alex next. Hi, Alex. Hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Bulldog. So real quick, I watching Dalton Kincaid. Um, I know a lot of people say tight ends. It's 
they have a lot to learn. But, like, the first quarter, I think the first timeout we called, uh, Kincaid didn't motion uh, during an audible to the right place. So Allen had to call a timeout. And then later in the game on the broadcast, you could hear Allen, like, call over, hey, Dalton, like, get over here. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. maybe it seemed like he's still learning, but maybe that factors into his kind of, uh, you know, usage not being what we expect. Yeah, that that makes sense, I think. Um, And, I mean, it really, it totally makes sense. Because why wouldn't that be the case, right? Like, normal, it's normal for there to be a growth period. So, um, yeah, I think that that all could be right. Four for 27 today for Kincaid. Yeah, uh, the, day, the, the, the day that he's going to pop, uh, we still await. <laughs> really, that was not today. They, they won easily without that. Yes. Let's go to James next. Hi, James. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, boys. Just want to say... Bills, squish the fish, beast in the east, Miami, whatever. Let's go. Division still runs through Buffalo. Let's go, Bills. There it is, James. I would like to commend James for getting through that without cursing. It really felt like there was a buildup to there was going to be a big swear there somewhere, but he, he got through it. Finger was on the button. <laughs> Nathan next. Hi, Nathan. Hey, how's it going, boys? Uh, first and foremost, I want to say go Bills, of course. The energy in the stadium today was immaculate. Uh, and in my little section, we had some, uh, we had a question uh, going around, and I just wanted to get the opinion of some pros. Uh, the question was, who is the most attractive player on the... Figures on the button. 27-3 Dallas late in the first half. They just scored their second defensive touchdown, uh, and they're going to kick the extra point. Or they they might kick the extra point. Last time they scored a touchdown, they ran a fake, and threw a, the holder threw a pass to a lineman for two. <laughs> they did kick the extra point. Sorry to spoil it for Bulldog, who's your TV is a little <laughs> bit behind mine. Uh, 28-3. San Francisco over Arizona, 21-9. Late in the first half, the Chargers lead the Raiders. No Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders today. And Devontae Adams left with an injury. Before even one catch, I'm not sure he won't come back in, but L.A., 24-7. to All right, well, one more. Harry's next. Hi, Harry. Hey, uh, good afternoon, guys. We're just driving home from the game, fantastic game. Um, we're just going back and forth. We think the the play of the game that changed everything was the missed two-point uh, two conversion by by Miami. Everything seemed to turn around for us after that. Just wanted to get your opinion, hang up, and uh, go Bills. Thanks. Well, they were up, what, 31 to 20 already at that point? So I don't I don't think the game – myself, I don't think the game was going to be any different uh, because of that, if that's what you mean. But I don't know that. 31 – that's the first drive of the second half. Yeah, right. I, 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 I'm – Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe maybe, I, maybe the Bills were, were just going to kill them no matter what. Maybe the Bills would have been spooked had they gotten the two and just been inept after that. I, I kind of doubt it. All right. Thanks, Harry. Uh, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here to the locker room after a break. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. 
The Buffalo Bills get another dominating victory as they take down division rivals, the Miami Dolphins, 48-20. Bills quarterback Josh Allen with 320 yards passing, five total touchdowns, and four of those were through the air. And Stephon Diggs, he led the way with Bills receivers at six catches, 120 yards, and three scores. But a huge potential blow for the Bills defense as all-pro cornerback Tredavious White did leave the game early. He did not return as he left on a cart and was later reported by the team as an Achilles injury. But next up for the Bills, they will travel overseas and to London, England to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 9.30 kickoff. That is next Sunday. Some other scores in the 1 o'clock window. The Broncos got their first win of the season, 31-28, a 21-point comeback over the Bears. And the Vikings, they also got their first win of the season. They take down Carolina, 21-13. The Bengals fall to 1-3 in a blowout loss to the Titans. That's 27-3. The Ravens took down a Deshaun Watson-less Browns, 28-3, and two games went to overtime. The Rams hang on against the Colts, 29-23, and the Eagles, they took down Washington, 34-31. We head now over to the 1 o'clock games, all of which are at halftime. The Chargers are up on the Raiders, 24-7. Cowboys up big on the Patriots, 28-3, and the 49ers lead the Cardinals 21-10. Scores around the, re- the league, they are delivered by the UPS store. Be unstoppable. And now, a look at traffic with Neil McManus. Alright, it looks like the uh, post-game revelers are now all loading up and things are slow all around. Bumper to bumper, uh, still on Abbott, Southwestern, and Big Tree. Uh, South Park, very slow uh, between Big Tree and Mile Strip. Seeing a, quite a bit of a backup on Mile Strip as you're uh, heading past McKinley and looking to get on that 90 eastbound uh, right at that on-ramp. Uh, Mile Strip continues to be slow all the way over to Route 5. Route 5 then slow uh, from Mile Strip down through Woodlawn and also a couple uh, slowdowns as you get near the Skyway as well. The 219 uh, North Still well under speed uh, all the way to the 90 past the 400, almost at a crawl still. And uh, the 90 eastbound, very slow uh, for you all the way from that 400 exchange past... past Ridge, and uh, it's well under speed all the way uh, to exit 49 at this point. That's the Lancaster exit, so uh, be prepared if you're on the 90 for for a slow ride home there. Had some uh, earlier delays on the international bridges for those heading north of the border following the game. If you're heading to the Peace Bridge, it looks like you'll have about a 25-minute wait to get into Canada. No delay right now at the Lewiston-Queenston Bridge and a 17-minute wait uh, heading into Canada on the Rainbow Bridge. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Welcome back. Great day at the stadium. Bills over the Dolphins, 48-20. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog with you. Locker room interviews brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. Micah Hyde here, and also DeMar Hamlin, who, of course, made his first regular season appearance since Cincinnati. Here are two Bills safeties. Uh, it felt amazing. You know, the energy from the fans um, was amazing, you know, but... To be out there with my teammates, um, you know, have my family in the stands, um, play a game with, you know, everybody on the team that just gives me confidence, just feeds me, like, positive energy, positive everything all week long. And um, just to get out there and, and play with everybody again felt amazing. Did you ever wonder if this thing would come? I'm half joking. You've been dreaming about this moment. How, how special was it? 
Um, well, it was a choice I made, so, you know, uh, I knew it would come someday. You know, it was just all about staying ready and just being ready to do my part. That's been my 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 goal ever since I, you know, became a Bill. Mike, there's so much positive to take away from today, but losing Tredavious in the way that you guys did, can you reflect on that and how big of a potential loss that might be? <clears throat> yeah, a ton of high, a ton of lows today. Um, obviously, we start off with just Dham, just him being a part of, of, of today, getting back on the field. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of this guy right here, and I said it way back when, um, just to see what he went through and been there for each and every step to see Dham come back, put the pads on. Um, you know, mentally, I prepared myself to get back ready for this season, and, and that's not even close to what what Dham went through. So, I'm just trying to say I'm, I'm extremely proud of him. It's my brother right here. I love him to death. Um, and then another brother went down today. Um, obviously, wins and losses are a part of the game, um, but seeing one of your boys go down like that is always tough. <clears throat> seeing Tre'Davious, you know, work through what he what he went through last year, getting back Thanksgiving, um, and and kind of working his way, seeing that positive energy, seeing Tre'Davious White be, you know, himself over the last couple months and. And um, I, I just, uh, as a brother, man, I'm, I was extremely excited for him. And then to see that happen today, um, you know, it's sad. Um, you know, forget the game, forget everything that happened today. Just, you know, 2-7 is a big part of this team. Um, one of our brothers has been here for a while together. And um, just, like I just said, highs highs of highs and lows of lows today. Micah, you were the one right there. Um, you were right with him as he's on the turf. Um, how important did you feel it was to be there, and, and I mean, what, of, what did you try and say to him? I mean, all of us, all of us were, were you know, there around. Did, I honestly didn't know really what was going on. He, you know, he knew what happened, um, but we were all there just trying to talk to him. And, and you know, sometimes at, at that point, you know, there's really nothing you can say. Um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those situations that you know words can't really help Tre'Davious at that point. So we just, you know. When when stuff starts to settle down, you know, obviously he, he understands we're there for him. We love him, um, and like I said, two seven is a big part of this team. Mike, the focus on the game is difficult as, as that might be in, in, in a win, but were you guys kind of getting tired of hearing about the Dolphins and seventy points and seven hundred and something yards? And 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 did you? I mean, it, it, it looked like you know you showed that you know what what your this defense is capable of. I mean, of course, we we heard a lot about it. You know, that's a that's that's. Pretty rare to happen. Uh, it's pretty, uh, um, you know, watching the tape from last week, big play after big play after big play after big play, you know, not just from the receivers, from the backs, from the quarterback, from everybody. So, you know, we knew going into this game, you know, ultimately we're a defense that tries not to give up big plays. Everybody can say that around the league, but we've been successful doing that since 2017. So, you know, we're going to stick to our DNA, and from there, let's roll the ball out and see what happens. Micah Hyde, DeMar Hamlin, and the Bills roll over the Dolphins 48-20. Thanks for being with us today as we wrap up our portion of post-game coverage here on the network. Next Sunday, we'll be back. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, Sunday morning next week, 9.30 kick. So um, join us after that one as well, if you would. Thanks for being with us once again. Enjoy your night. This is Buffalo Bills football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.